Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today I want to preach a sermon entitled, Speak Yourself to Victory. <laughs> Woo! Tell your neighbor, speak yourself to victory. Say it again. Tell them, speak yourself to victory. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's open Luke, the 17th chapter, the 6th verse. The Lord said, tell your neighbor, the Lord said. He says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say, Unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Somebody shout hallelujah. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say, and to this sycamine tree, some version call it mulberry tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should be obedient to you. We have been teaching and emphasizing the place of speaking right, confessing right, but I tell you the truth. It's a journey that I find we have to learn and learn until the return of Christ. Because every other day when we speak these things, we see a revelation of a deeper layer of divine thought. And you find that you can't hold back what you see by the Spirit because somebody needs it. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, I was meditating about this portion of Scripture that we usually quote in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23, when it says that we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So as the father was speaking to me on this, he asked me, what do you think I mean when I say you are born of an incorruptible seed? And I said, I see that it means that I'm born of a seed that cannot be conflicted, that cannot be spoiled. And that was true. But even deeper, it's a seed that cannot be changed from the course of its order. That's what it means to be born of an incorruptible seed. It cannot be changed from the course of its order. I mean divine order. 
Remember Luke 8, 11 tells us that the parable is that the seed is the word of God. The word of God of which you have been begotten cannot be changed off its course from the ordained pattern it has been designed or sent to do. The word of God cannot be corrupted. Now as simple as this could come, the Lord began to open my eyes to see what this implies. In other words, the word you've been begotten of cannot fail. It cannot be corrupted to failure. It cannot be corrupted to destruction. The Bible says it must achieve or prosper in the thing in which he sends it. Tell your neighbor the word does not fail. Somebody says, Pastor, I prayed. I fasted. You know, you taught us to confess right and do all these things right and I've been confessing. And then they say something like, listen to this, listen to this. They say, but the sickness has failed to go. I've been praying for my son to leave drugs for 20 years. I've listened to every sermon that you've preached in there and I've confessed every word but my son is not changing. I prayed for my husband for years to stop drinking, but he's not changing. I've prayed for this job for years, but I failed to get it. Somebody sends you a message and says, I'm giving up. They're saying, I'm giving up. I've tried, I've believed, but I failed to get answers. Somebody says to you, you know, all my friends are getting married, but I'm not getting married. Some of my friends are getting these miracles around them, but I'm not seeing these miracles. I'm not seeing answers like I see my friends get answers. But pastor or brother, sister, I am praying. I am fasting. I'm doing everything the word of God requires. I'm quoting the scriptures. Do you know what that person is saying? The Lord showed me that that person is saying that the word of God is corruptible. That's what they're saying. It can fail. That's what they're saying. They're saying that everybody else is trying it or some of the people are trying it and it's working for them, but for them, it is corruptible. It has failed to achieve that which it was ordered, ordained or patterned for by the nature of its course. God, they are saying, is a liar. It's not true. And some of you go beyond blaming, you know, God's ministers. You blame God. You blame everything. Everybody. If it's working, it's because of you. If it's not working, somebody must be responsible. Your pastor maybe is failing. Maybe you need a deeper teacher. Your prophet cannot hear God the way they should hear. I think you need a deeper prophet. The apostle, he, yeah, he's teaching, but I need something deeper because I think, let me tell you, even the deepest prophet, deepest apostle, deepest evangelist in his ministry has people exactly like you. 
Come on, somebody. They have somebody exactly like you who is also looking for a higher anointing. Hallelujah, somebody. That is why when we try to demystify this mystery called sowing to the Spirit, sowing to the Spirit, Galatians 6, 8, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. This is a very powerful portion of Scripture. I don't think that there's enough human language to explain this. But in essence, when somebody confesses the failure of the things they have tried to apply themselves to concerning what is supposed or designed to be incorruptible and they allude to it being corruptible because it has failed to perform in their lives, that person is literally sowing to the flesh. They are moving after the dictates of the flesh. They are responding to what their eyes can see what their ears can hear, what their nose can smell, what they can feel, what they can touch. That's what they are responding to. The Bible says in Romans 8, if you live by the flesh, you will surely die because you're sowing to it. The same scriptures tell you, you are not a debtor to the flesh. You're not a debtor to the flesh. You are not accountable to the flesh. Romans 8, 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Some of you act like you owe the flesh something. What does that mean? That you owe to respond to what your flesh is saying. To what you see, to what you hear, to what surrounds you, to what you're experiencing at that particular point. Some of you think you are indebted to respond to it. You think that that's your reality. But you, in essence, are saying that the word of God is without You're saying that the word of God is not working. You're saying that in spite of the fact that it could be working in this man's life or that person's life, in my life, it's corruptible. It can't be spoiled. That's a very frivolous accusation to say of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there are dimensions to sowing to the Spirit. One of which I'm trying to teach us today to learn how to speak right, to learn how to confess right. That's one dimension. But amazingly, it is, I believe, the core dimension of sowing to the Spirit. If you don't understand this, you cannot understand anything else in the Christian faith. Because remember, the spirit realm has an order. The oracles of the Spirit have an order. That's what Luke is saying. That many from the beginning set in order to give account of those things which are most surely believed amongst us. Even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. And it says, it seemed good to me also having had a perfect understanding of these things from the very first to write them in order. Oh, excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty of the things in which you have been instructed. There is another. I always emphasize with people, some things in the spirit come before. Some realities, some truths come before others. They are core in foundation. 
Without those ones, you cannot build any other truth. That is why when he talks about the parable of the sower, you remember? He tells you, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand all the parables? Wow. He said unto them, know ye not this parable? How then will you know all the parables? In other words, any other parable, any other third dimension instruction, because parables are like, they're actually second dimension instructions. You know? Parables are second dimension. If you cannot understand this parable of the sower, again, the seed is the word of God, you will never understand any parable. If you assume that you understand anything else concerning the parables Jesus spoke, I tell you, you don't understand anything yet until you understand this parable. You must understand the power of seed. What it means to speak the word. That's why I say it's the core. It's one of the core dimensions of sowing to the spirit. When you understand that, then you go to the next and next and next and the several dimensions that God has arrayed in the spirit as he expresses the liberties that you have by him. Because without that, the right language of the spirit, and I've discovered this, without the right language of the spirit, you cannot be entrusted to receive silent instructions. Because your judgment is still wanting. You know, I tell Christians every time, God gives you as far as you are able to articulate. God will never give you more than your spirit is ready to receive. That is why in all you're getting, you should get wisdom and understanding to prepare your spirit to receive the higher dimensions of knowledge. Let me give you an example maybe for somebody to understand. There's a portion of scripture that speaks of how God starts to direct us with his eye. Eh? How many of you have ever read that portion of scripture? The Bible says, Psalms 32 verses 8, he says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which you shall go. He says, I will guide thee with mine eye. That's a man who beholds the very similitude of God. That's a man who has a vision of God. That's a man who can see God and actually see God do something like, and that man knows he's being told, go that way. Some instructions are never going to be spoken. They can only be received because you behold the very similitude of God. You see the face of the Father. He should not speak to you like the Bible says, in dark speeches or parables. That's a higher dimension. When he was speaking to Moses, the Bible says he spoke to him mouth to mouth, not in dark speeches, he says. And the similitude of the Lord, the Bible says, he beheld. He never spoke to Moses in parables. He spoke to Moses in higher dimensions because he can only speak to you what you are able to interpret. And as you learn his language and learn to speak the same, you graduate in the spirit to receive further instructions as you also learn to instruct the living and unliving. 
as you learn to also speak to eons, to worlds. You learn to speak to the land. The Bible says it will yield forth its substance. It carries an intellect to either respond to you or reject you. You see, there are people who can speak to their salary, but they cannot speak to their community. Are you following what I'm saying? There are people who can speak to their hair, but they can't speak to a car. They don't have the spiritual authority. Not that it's not given by Christ in everything he has given us. The Bible says he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. But because we carry no wisdom to connect to that liberty. To connect to that liberty. So as you continue to grow in God and understand this order. It's amazing what the liberties of the spirit bring to you. You go from community, you start to speak to your company, your directors start making decisions on account of your prayer in your secret place. And then you get to places where nations start making decisions because you know how and where to command them from. And the God which sees you in secret starts to reward you openly because even your prayer life is guided by instructions. It's aligned to the precisions of truth. You will have power over yourself. You will have power over the things God has given you. And you will have power with men. Because if you can rule your spirit, the Bible says you can take a city. But the language to rule your spirit is what I'm talking about. That's why I say that dimensions in sowing to the spirit. But you have to begin from somewhere and understand the language of the Spirit and learn certain things that can be said and the things that you must never speak because they were not designed in the order of the nature of God has created you in Christ Jesus. There's about five or seven of those I can teach dimensions of sowing to the Spirit. So when we get into the places of the miraculous, that's a dimension as well. Place of speaking to the elements, that's a dimension as well. You see what I'm saying? But the Bible says, but we make the word of God void of its power because of our traditions. Mark 7, 13. There's many things that we have adopted in the church of Jesus, unawares. And they have passed for doctrine handed over in our theologies without theophany. I'm talking about, I mean, learning about a God whom you actually are not experiencing. You know, there are people who know so much about God, but they have not experienced him personally. He's not a tangible experience. He's just somebody they know about and they can know so much about him. They can talk about him but not reveal him. There's a difference between talking about God and revealing him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, look at this portion of scripture that I just read for us. That if you have faith 
And I'm going to show you how people have interpreted this in a traditional interpretation, but not as the revelation of Christ has spoken. He says, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Do you know how many people traditionally think, what is a sycamine tree? What is a mustard seed? How does the faith of a mustard seed talk to a sycamine tree? Be thou removed from the root and be plucked in the sea and it should obey. Let's talk about the mustard seed. You ask somebody, what do you know about the mustard seed? I'll get later to the experience of the sycamine tree and, and their fruiting and planting. Let's first have a conversation on the mustard seed. Many people say, the mustard seed is a small seed. Very small seed. And that is true. And I've had people preach only that. They say, the mustard seed is a very small seed. So God doesn't want so much. He just wants something as little. Don't they say so? As a mustard seed. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you shall speak to this tree. And in tradition, they imply that you don't need so much faith to move so much. Let's understand this from truth. Get out of the tradition. Let's understand this from truth. God has never introduced anything touching seed without explaining the process of the end of that seed. That's tradition. Tradition does not explain beyond the seed and its size. The reality of truth, as God has given in scripture, he has never introduced a seed principle without explaining the process of where that seed begins from to where that seed ends. When we talk about mustard seed, we're talking about a process, not just a singular seed and its size. Read the scriptures. Understand the seed principle according to the scriptures. In Genesis, the Bible says 8.22, while the earth remaineth, seed time, where seed was mentioned, and what? Harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. In other words, Every time you find a seed principle, there must be a process to its harvest. There must be a process to its harvest. First understand this before I help you understand the deeper thought. Because many of the people who are talking about the mustard seed, they are trying to reveal a seed that has not even been planted. That is why they have a wrong concept of faith. Everywhere there is a seed in scripture, there is a mind of planting. Remember the parable of a sower? The farmer one time went out to sow seeds. Yes, he went to sow them in a ground. Some was stony ground. You know, some was by the wayside. Some was of good ground. But you see, again, there was a harvest of 30. There was a harvest of 60. There was a harvest of 100. God has not mentioned a seed without the process of its harvest. Never in scripture. Matthew 13 verses 31. 
He says, another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of God is like a grain of mustard seed. Thank you. And he continues to say, which a man took and what? Sowed it in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it grows or it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the buds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. You see, again, there's a process here. The mustard seed is planted. He's trying to show the distinction between the size of that seed and what if planted right, it can become one day. And he says it becomes one of the biggest trees, one of the greatest herbs. And the Bible says the buds of the air come and lords in the branches thereof. That means many people benefit from the fruit of that tree. It's the extension or multiplication of graces operating on your life because you have known how to sow right. When you're that kind of person, you sort of live out a faith that when people observe it, it also starts to multiply in them. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? That's why the Bible speaks of the thanksgiving of many, which redounds to the glory of God. When you're tried and tested and going through these fires, and then you exercise yourself in the principles and patterns given by the Spirit, as you continue to do these things and win, eventually the Bible says, all things work for your sex, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many, the Bible says, redound to the glory of God. That's why we don't faint. This is not a faith that only works for you. This is a faith that can extend on another person as they continue to see you believe. This is a faith that can instruct a man in the way in which you operate. And that is for people who have learned, again, to be instructed by sight. Do you know the first time I make a crippled man walk? I was in a meeting once somewhere in another country and I saw another man do it. And I came back home and I knew I could do it. Like the same story of Tielisborn, being in a meeting, I think it was of William Branham, he sees a, a kid with cross eyes. They pray for the eyes and the eyes return to normal. And he goes to India and starts to heal every sick person. Because when you learn, oh, when you learn to receive by observation, you don't just come to a meeting to just be blessed to get a job and a breakthrough. No, you come to connect to the atmosphere and the spirit at work and the anointing working through that man or woman to, as he is releasing whatever he has experienced by God. You pray by God that you don't just go back with a new car. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. You just don't go back with a job. You just don't get married. But you connect to the anointing of the altar. If you believe that what is being spoken is true. And likewise, if I know how to sow right in the spirit, once this herb grows up, it should be able to feed many birds. Because they come to the tree to pick seed. Are you following what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor there is a process. Something has to be planted. Something has to be watered. Something has to be attended to. And produce fruit that remains. There's a process. But when we get to look, the mustard seed people are talking about is not producing fruit. It's just a seed. They end on its size. But God is trying to show the distinction that if you can get this right, 
just one seed right and learn how to plant right. One simple statement can do something so big in your life. Did you get it? If you learn how to plant right, you don't need to plant so much seed. You just need to plant the right one. He says, however small it is, if you know how to sow it, you can do so much. One revelation like this can give you the full counsel of Christ. One portion of scripture. That is why when you study the greats of modern Christian history, they always had these, could you call them punchlines? But these were simply revelations of scripture through which they were able to see the full counsel. I think T.L. Osborne used to say, Jesus the same today, yesterday, and forever. Because when he entered Hebrews 3.8, he got the full vision of the person of Christ. See, every scripture is a window. And the Bible says, in thy light we shall see light. Some people look at scripture only to borrow it to fix the pain in their fingers. But the people who look at scriptures as gates or windows of access to let them in into the deeper realms of divine thought. So you study every word like a window. It can help you access so much if you plant it right. One portion of scripture is enough to change a man's life forever. Because in one light, that light, they can see the light. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. But we don't understand the place of planting. Wherever there is a seed, there's a pattern of planting and a harvest. Now let's go back to Luke where I was teaching with that understanding. When you study Luke 17 again, he says, if you had faith, as a grain of mustard seed. He said, ye might say to this word, seek a mine tree. Now this is what I realized when I studied that text. I went and studied Luke 17 verses 6 from the Greek text. Because when I'm studying scripture, New Testament is Greek, Old Testament is Hebrew. So, I tried to go back to the original text because back in the day when many of these translations were made, some of them did not have access to the materials that are now available for us to interpret scripture. So I can easily mark even a biblical interpretation because I can go back to a Greek Hebrew text and try to see the meaning according to Koine Greek, right? And understand that this person interpreted this this way but it wasn't supposed to be interpreted that way because the Greek now can help me interpret it. Now, such is one of those scriptures. And this will amaze you. When the Bible says that if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this command tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea 
and it should obey. When you read that sentence, it looks like an affirmative sentence. What is an affirmative sentence? Simply telling you what to do. It's like advising you. It's giving you counsel. Upright, you think it's telling you if you had faith, you might say, unto the sycamine tree be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. You'd think it's affirmative. It's simply telling you what to do. It's telling you something positive to do. But when you study the Greek, you realize this is not an affirmative sentence. It's not a mere presupposition. It's not some random instruction just telling you to do something. No, it is actually a commanding sentence. It's not an advising sentence. This is actually a commanding sentence. The word there, ye might say, does not exist in the Greek. I was shocked. They put ye might say because they found no English equivalent in that time to put the Greek word there. But later scholars started to study this. They got the closest and the most meaningful word fixed there as the Greek has spoken it and the Greek word there is lego. Lego means to lay forth, to set a discourse. Let me explain this. It would read like this. If ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, speak forth unto the sycamine tree. Actually, it's not if you had. It's if you have. Yeah, it's commanding. It says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, speak. Or you should then speak unto the sycamine tree. Speak to it. It's commanding you. It's not asking you. It's not advising you. This is not just advice. This is a command. It's actually a commanding language when you read it in the Greek. It's like God coming to say, if you have faith that you are going to get married next year, speak. Who got it? Yeah, somebody got it. If you have faith that you're going to be the president of Uganda one day, I command you to set that discourse and release the words in the ether in the atmosphere speak to every eon around you if you are serious that you are healed say it that's what he's saying he's not asking you he's not advising you he's commanding you this speaks from a place of spiritual anger. This is, God is not just telling you, please try to speak, don't come. No, he's, no, 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 no. If you're serious that you don't have cancer, speak. If you're sure that you came to change your generation, and you're not playing in the gospel, speak. If your child is not dead, and you're serious that your child is not dead. Speak. Speak. Speak to that child. 
Now listen. You shall speak to the sycamine tree. It, the word is command. You can study the word lego. Lego. The word is command. Command. Don't, Father, help me get. Command the job. Jesus, I want to get married. Fix the debt. Father, I ask that I will excel. Command the days to agree with you for your excellence. Check somebody and tell them, speak. Let go also means name. Don't ask for money. Name the figure. for a big ministry. Name how big. But Lego also means maintain. Ah, I gotcha. Maintain. Today you're saying I am more than a conqueror by Christ which strengthens me. And then tomorrow you say I've been praying And it's not working. I think I'm failing. I don't know why they're not proposing to me. I'm not getting them. Maintain your confession. This is not advice. This is a command. Maintain. 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 Maintain your confession. Tell your neighbor, maintain your confession. Maintain your confession. Somebody says, I prayed for years. I can't see the answer. Then you ask them, who told you that because you have not yet seen the answer, something is not, oh my God. Somebody help me. Let go. Maintain your confession. You're almost breaking through. And then you, you go to a counselor, a pastor, uh, your man of God, Papa. I've prayed. I've fasted. Things have failed. Let me tell you something hard. This is very hard, but it's true. Usually people who break in the middle of this, if you study them, they don't have one teacher. Nobody breaks and cracks and they have only one teacher. If you find them, they already have a mixture of like seven on Facebook, on YouTube, everybody's teaching them. They're mixed seed. Something cannot maintain because it's not fastened. It's not fastened in the spirit as an instruction from one shepherd. That's what the Bible says actually. It's not me saying. To receive at least from, to know that this is the message. Because if you have been receiving the same message, Ecclesiastes 12, verses 11, the words of the wise are as gods and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. When you find a person who is already, me things are not, you go on their YouTube, their Facebook. They have two, three, four, five teachers. 
and they think they're all speaking the same language. Diagnosis. And I'm also going to give you prognosis. You can't sit in Fanero for two, three, four, five years and you're listening to the same message and you can't maintain. Karabo diga zombra de gatala. Moshe de gata. At least listen to someone who can maintain. But they can't even tell the difference. Somebody says it has failed. And in my head, I want to tell them everything you have learned since Adam, you have buried now. Everything you have known since the gospel, you are telling me it was nonsense. It didn't mean anything. Yet you're still alive by the same word that you have heard every year. Are you following what I'm saying? This is not an appeal. This is a command. If you have faith, say and maintain your statements, maintain your confession. If you have to keep your confession for 20 years, keep your confession for 20 years. If you have to keep it for 40 years, listen, you study Caleb and Joshua. These boys maintain the same confession for 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. They had the same spirit. Bible says in these, they are of a different spirit. They had an overcoming spirit. Everything speaking out of Joshua and Caleb was, we can't fail. We can't fail. 40 years they are speaking. They don't yet see the miracle. You have not spoken for 40 years. Come on somebody. But these guys are speaking for 40 years. Maintaining the same confession. We cannot fail. We are prospering. We are progressing. It is working. It has to work. But you are cracking after 2 weeks. You are breaking down after 6 months. Even if it takes 10 years. If you're serious that you have faith, speak to the seeker mind tree and tell it be uprooted and go and be planted. Think about this. Have you ever seen a tree planted in the sea? But he said, he used the word, it should obey you. Oh, English grammar. He didn't say it might obey you. He didn't say it could obey you. He didn't say, I'm not sure it will obey you. Try and see. It says it. Your body should obey you. Your mind should obey you. Your business should obey you. Your husband should obey you. Your finances should obey you. Your womb should obey you. Your bones should obey you. Your eyes should obey you. Your nation should obey you. I don't know who I'm talking to. If you have faith. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? Matthew 9 verses 20. He says, Behold, a woman had suffered a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 years. And she came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. 
By the way, there's a revelation there on the fringe of his garment. The mystery of creating a point of contact through revelation. Because some of you point of contact you come with hunkies and what. No. But listen, she says, she came behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch the garment, his garment, I shall be made whole. Ah. Study the Greek and the Amplified actually brings it out right. Give me the Amplified, begin from verse 20. Listen. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. Listen. Amplified interprets it right there. He says, verses 21, for she kept saying, slap somebody and tell them, speak. He says, for she kept saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored. So when Jesus is surrounding these people, this was not a woman who saw him and said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Then she started pressing through. No, that's not what really happened. What happened is, there is a bunch of people that are surrounding this Jesus. And this woman is pressing through, speaking one word. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I may, if I may, if I may, oh, 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 oh. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made. Oh, they're pushing her way. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I may, until, uh, uh, tell your neighbor, maintain. Keep saying. Keep saying. I have a testimony here. Diana Nachiemba. Listen, she had a multinodular goiter. And doctors had recommended she undergo surgery. Because doctors tell you goiters don't just go. Listen, she testifies that the swelling disappeared this year. Uh, listen, as she kept attending service. and tell them maintain so while she was listening to the word she doesn't every day the word is coming through something is cutting out are you hearing me something is cutting out one nodule is dying some swelling is disappearing one day she wakes up and she's like oh my god what just happened oh why because when you sit under the truth some of you things are cutting. You just don't know. Your blood is being restored. You just don't know. The cells in your body are being restored. Glory to God. You just don't know. Your kidneys are working. Your liver is working. Your heart is working. Your bones are healing. You might have not seen yet the change. But it is working. It's working. It's working. It's working. 
it's working. Agnes Tipkwo. She was bedridden for two months due to a swelling on her right middle finger. There was no clear diagnosis. The swelling suddenly developed and extended to her knees, causing a lot of pain and difficulty to turn and walking and squatting. During service on Thursday, took a step of faith and stood. The pain left. The next day, the swelling started subsiding. Why? They were in the word. Scripture was going out. That is why I tell you, when you come for don't please take God serious. Anything can explode out of here. You remember the man who was going for an operation? You remember the other Thursday? Man just threw his clutches. I just saw him coming to give a seed. I didn't pray. No. The word was working. That is why I tell people, when you go through unbelief, unbelief, just put on a sermon. Sleep on a sermon. Wake up on a sermon. Put on breakfast and be listening to the word. Because this word is incorruptible. The devil can't convince it to do differently from what God has told it to do. It knows its order, its command, its pattern. It should obey you. It should work. No, listen. Some of you think you understand, but you don't. It should work. You have to get a little bit angry. Stop. No. Get a bit mad and say it should work. I must progress. I must move forward. In the name of Jesus. I come out of renting. Oh, come on, say it. In the name of Jesus. It should work. You enter your house and tell them, I'm giving you only six months. I'll be out of here. My house, wherever you are, be thou plucked from the root and fight. <laughs> Atai Evelyn, she had knee joints that persisted for two years. The pain left as she sat under the ministry of the word. These are testimonies. She just realized one day the pain was no more. You see, some of you one day, even when you're forgotten, <laughs> you will just find that the pain has left. You'll find yourself out of debt. You'll find yourself in the dream car. You'll find yourself multiplying and growing in the ministry. You'll find yourself doing signs, miracles, and wonders. I told you once, don't repeat a prayer before God. But repeat the finished work. Never say, oh God, heal me, heal me. No, no. Repeat the finished. When you say, I've prayed for healing and I've received my healing, never ask for healing again. There's a sermon there. You remember that? Huh? Prayer of petition, yeah. But 
Once you have prayed that prayer, prayers of petition are not repeated. No. That's once and for all. The rest of your life, whether the flesh does what, whether symptoms persist, you just say, I thank you, Lord, because I received my healing. I bless you, God, because I'm not testify and testify and testify and repeat your testimony. Tell your neighbor, repeat your testimony. You know they say that if you say something for so long, eh, you will believe it. Did you know? If you say something for so long, even if you don't believe it, you will believe it. If you hear something for so long, even if you don't believe it, you will believe it. Why? Because every time you release a word from your spirit, you create the power of possible to manifest it. And when you maintain your confession, it means now you have started to construct the translation of these things. That's the law of exchange. From the world unseen to the world that is seen. Because the realities of the world unseen, this thing exists. And then there's a law of translation to be able to get it from here and manifest it or exchange it from one realm to another to its manifestation. To carry a bearing in the physical world. And I tell people, it cannot work unless you learn to maintain Winds will blow. Rains will come. Circumstances will shake. But don't lose your sweet words. When you pray for your marriage and you're sure heaven has heard until the return of Christ, that confession should never change. Maintain a thanksgiving attitude. You'll be amazed at the things that will come to you. I cannot tell you the things I've been speaking over the years. Some took 15 years. Some took 20 years. But we started speaking them long ago. Then something appears and you're like, that's why I told people, I'm not here. Uh, uh, don't be mistaken. This was spoken at campus. This your 600 swimming centers. This, this is campus confession. I've moved Koza Bradega, Son Pradega so Makotelebade, Roko Bidiga Somba. I hold the beginning of my confidence to the end. I become a partaker of Christ. The word Christ there is the anointing. If you want to keep the anointing flowing, keep your confidence steadfast. Oh, I am sick. How can you say you're sick? How can you say I am weak? How can you say, ah, my children, I'm broke. How can you say? Then after you say, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then in another conversation, hey man, lend me some money. I'm broke. Some people just want to get a slap and lay hands on them. Puke that devil. Glory to God. Glory to God. If it wasn't, just get a summon and put it in your ears. 
and speak and speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. Even if you need to say it a hundred times, a thousand times, continue speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking because eventually as you continue to speak it, you will believe it. Because faith comes by. Yeah, because as you're speaking, you're hearing yourself. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, you got it. You got it. As you're speaking, you're hearing your what? Yourself. Faith will come. You get the scriptures, which are incorruptible. That's why you must have scriptures. Finances, you have your line of scriptures. May I have them? I have a line of ministry growth. I have a line on health. I have a line on my children and family. I have a line. I have line scriptures. I already read. Whatever I want, I say, now today, what can I feed? And I say, let's see. Let me feed wisdom. And then I start confirming. <laughs> I'm crowned with wisdom. It's on the streets and I'm positioned to receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wealth is mine because she carries wealth. Honor and prudence is mine because that's the portion of wisdom. I get every portion of scripture concerning wisdom. And I speak, and I speak, and I speak, and I speak, and I speak. 3 a.m. 4 a.m. When I wake up at 5, go then tomorrow again then tomorrow again one year two years three years ah this is not a mistake tell your neighbor i'm not a mistake Woo. i feel charged hmm. i'm blessed hallelujah I'm blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that your seed shall be blessed. Oh, I am his seed. I'm the seed of Abraham. And Abraham is the figure of faith. So the Bible says I am blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was watching a small video of this story of this gentleman called Denzel Washington. And they asked the mother, I think she's called Lenin Washington. They asked her, how were you able to raise such a gift? I think he's one of the most acclaimed black movie stars. Believe it, of all times. He's up there. And she says, my parents were ministers. That's the grandparents of Denzel Washington. And she says, they always prayed that God bless our children and our children's children. She said, that's the one prayer her parents prayed every night and she always knew something big was going to come out of her. Now a story Denzel also gives once. One time he's in a salon. I think his mother was seated somewhere. The woman walks into that salon and prophesies all his life and everything he has lived to be. So you realize he's a man who has become a success in this world by something older than him. Because a third generation, I mean, first generation is third of that. His grandparents 
spoke greatness into their seed. The mother says, every night they pray, God bless our children and children's children. They were living under the principle that a prudent man, a wise man, a great man lives an inheritance for his children and children's children. You have power to speak to the third generation. Children after you. That means if your grandchildren fail, it's your fault. If your children fail, it's your fault. Speak. Some of you are saying, I have a very stupid boy. Very stupid boy. This boy is very stupid. Ay, 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 ay. You're the same person. You're like the same woman who is saying, I failed to get married. You have planted the seed eternal. It should not allow you to get married. Because you've said, oh, I failed to get a job. You should not get a job spiritually because you have confessed it. I'm talking to a woman who will have a husband drunk home and testify to her friends and say, I have the most born again husband. Your child comes with the worst grades and you say, I have the smartest child. Father, I thank you because my sons are smart. My babies are acing their exams. And you speak and speak and speak and speak. Now, somebody has had this someone. And tomorrow they are going to come for counseling. And they are going to tell me, Papa, I've prayed but the job has failed. Ah. Uh, you'll see fire. Come on, let's confess. Let's speak some words. Hey, 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 the devil is in trouble. I can imagine the words being spoken right now. I can imagine that person typing right now on YouTube. The words you're speaking. I am great. I am blessed. I am healed. I am strong. Hey, I'm imagining somebody typing right now on Facebook. Speaking words that should be Come on, open your mouth and speak. Let's pray for a few minutes. Speak. Speak. If you don't know what to say, speak in tongues. Come on, speak. Speak to your body. Speak to your finances. Speak to your marital destiny. Speak to your ministry, man of God. Manda Cobra Dega. Speak to your bones. Maintain. Maragodega Zombra Dega Talabara. Speak to your womb. It should conceive. You're a warrior. You're a warrior. You're not a casualty. 
you're a warrior hey aralala malando sabra de gazon pradegatalapa kashambra de gatalapa mentabra de gazombra de gatalapa Don't say my mouth will work, say my mouth is working. <laughs> Don't say I'll get a job, say I have a job in the name of Jesus. If you're barren, say I see my children, I see my firstborn. Thank you Lord, I see my secondborn. Don't say I will get. No, don't put it in the future. Now faith, faith is now. Speak of things that are not as though they were. things that be not as though they are speak of them as though they already are say i am married i thank you for my husband i thank you for my children even if you don't have a ring on your finger thank him thank you for your car thank him for your house thank him for the debt has been paid thank him thank him because your ministry is exponentially multiplying come on speak 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 my son can't fail my daughter cannot fail my children are wise my children are blessed my children are progressing they cannot regress for you say that children shall be for signs they shall be for wonders they shall be potents come on speak 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 I know that some things might come to test the word you're speaking some things might attack you the situation might even worsen because the devil want to check whether you believe but even when it worsens just continue maintaining your confession I'm a success with long life you will satisfy me I'll go to my grave full of age as a stock of wheat in its season. Oh, promotion is mine. Increase is mine. Multiplication is mine. Progress is mine. Hey, Arabalado. Zambra de Gazobada. Makotele Katolopa. Zobra de Gazombra de Gata. Zakore para de Gazombre de Gay. Zopra de Gazombalateca. Zotalabara de gazombra de gata Zokara rebozimbra te kalaba Zokore bazanta la palate 
Zobara de gazombre de gete Rakoshe ketele parade Never confess failure again. Never confess weakness again. Never confess regression again. Never confess. Never confess it. You don't see it. It's not yours. It does not belong to you. You might be delayed, but it's not denied. Mango talaparare. Zobradega zompatala. Koshakatalapa. Zempradega zobada. Zongotolopa. Get a hold of it. Let your spirit receive it. Come on, feel like it's yours aggressively take it say it's mine it is mine this is the year of extraordinary resurrection the year has not ended my miracle must happen it should obey you 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 the bible says you are called for a great profession you are aligned and anointed to confess right before many witnesses come on speak speak I feel somebody needs to give birth this evening I feel you cannot leave these grounds without settling that matter. <laughs> my God, my God, Makatala Bala, Brande Gaso Katalapa, Zokore Balade, Zombra de Gaso. When I see people pray like this, this generation is in trouble. It's about to see the sons of God in their perfect glory. Rako sembra de gazola bade, rako le bade gazo, rango tele bade, rako sege tele pa, rako sheke tele pa, reko sheke rerebo, roko sheke tele pa, rega zombra de gatala, masala kobra re, zongo tolopo, masala la 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 ba, eya robrede. Sakatala parara, rokotele katalama, eyaraba zobra de gazon palata, e karalala balade. This is your season. 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 Come on, take it. Take it for your nation. Take it for your country. Take it for your territory. 
Take it for Africa. Take it for the world. Take it for your generation. Say, I cannot die without seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. His story will be kind to me because I wrote it. Makapoletaba, Sombrate Kapalata, Sokolemanto Libada, Sogorabaradagato, Sakatalapa, Mazobradegatolama, Cobradigatolapo, Zokolapalategato. Multiplication is mine, increase is mine. Eragodigatalapa, we multiply faster than we can count in Africa, in Europe, in Asia. Fanero grows, its wings spread on the internet on the radio stations on the television stations every airwave in the mighty name of jesus the eons to come are submitted to the order of our vision you will not die young you will not die young you're far from scandal you're far from violence you're far from terror you're far from accidents you're far from untimely death in the mighty name of jesus somebody raise your faith speak something dangerous say something that will make the earth shake say something that will make your nation shake say something We will come You will not die with cancer in your body. You will not die with HIV in your body. You will not die with diabetes in your body. You will not die. You will not die. You will not die with hypertension in your body. Stomach issues. You will not die with those ulcers. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Clap like it should obey. Celebrate like it should obey. Celebrate like it should work. You're healed. You're free. You're progressive. You're multiplying. You're prosperous. You can't fail. Celebrate like it's working. Come on, come on. Get rid of religion. Remove your tradition. You didn't come to please any man. You come to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Celebrate like you know what God has done. 
every celebration is an act of faith if you're not celebrating it means you don't believe hey <laughs> it is done it is done glory to God it is done listen like I said earlier you might leave this ground and situations try to check whether you've believed but they're only checking maintain maintain I think that's one of the deepest secrets of my ministry I have maintained my confession I kept my faith I never said in spite of all the adversity I silence every voice that tells me otherwise I say shut up you're a liar the word is incorruptible it can't lie the word can't fail if you are here and you say I have had the message Apostle Grace I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior listen Jesus is the word is the word that was made flesh you receiving Jesus means you're receiving the incorruptible seed I believe in this someone God convinced you already so if you're that person and you say I want to give my life to Jesus it is not that time just speak this word I'm speaking Heavenly Father I thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ because he died for my sins and he was raised for my glory today I receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior I'm born again I'm a new creature from today Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number plus 256-200-999400 or email us at info at You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fenero Ministries International. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and for our Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Uma Multipurpose Hall. Fenero, make manifest.